long and the short of it, um, I'm kind of cheap, which is, you know, running really is not cheap, even though that they say it is. Dizwins Radio, episode 710, starts in three, two. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray. It's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, if you're uh, starting to plan out your fall race calendar yet, or if you haven't done so already and you're starting to think of what, what do you want to do this fall, I uh, got a little discount code for you from one of the races that I ran last year. So if you remember back in episode 640, I did a full recap and uh, all the, the goods, the bads, the, the the great parts, the parts that could be improved a little bit from the Seven Bridges Marathon, and they also have a half marathon and a 5K as well, which happens uh, in the fall in Chattanooga, Tennessee, which is a beautiful time of year to be there. And uh, one of the things that I really uh, didn't realize uh, is just how, how neat of a town Chattanooga actually is. I've, I've driven through it, I don't know how many times, never actually like stopped and got off the expressway and poked around. Um, and when Bex and I went up and ran the race last year, we were basically only there, you know, got in the day before, did the expo, then ran the race and, and took off. Uh, definitely a city that I would like to go back to and visit. So if you're kind of trying to make your race plans this year, October the 20th is race day, 2019. Uh, we've got a discount code, like I said. Just go ahead and use the code DizRuns10 at checkout. It's good for whatever race that you're you're running. You get 10% off your race entry fee. Um, and like I said, go back in the archives, check out episode 640, my recap of the race last year to get to a little bit better idea of what yourself what you're getting yourself into. Um, but definitely, you know, I thought the race was good. Uh, if you if you go back and check out the uh, the review, you'll know that I didn't much care for you know. There's not much of an expo, and there's not uh, not the greatest post race spread, but the race itself top-notch and and definitely a fun race not an easy race but uh it's a race you can you can definitely race hard so if you want to check it out check out more information about the race itself sevenbridgesmarathon.com is the website and once again diz runs 10 at checkout to save yourself 10 percent. now let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show hey guys my uh guest today is a lady that i bumped into on instagram gosh it's been several months ago now and uh, over the course of several interactions and just kind of following you know, following her her posts and things like that, uh, it became clear that I should probably get her on the show and, and maybe we could uh, line up for a, a proper chat. And here we are. So uh, we'll get into all of her running exploits and and who knows where all we'll go. Just like just like always, you know, we'll, we'll figure out figure it out as we go. Uh, but without any further ado, it's my pleasure to be able to welcome Miss Pamela Weir to the show. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Pamela. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for asking me. It was an honor. Yeah, to yeah. Hook up with you. Well, well, good. I'm I'm glad and, and certainly looking forward to it. And and guys, like I said, definitely uh, Pamela is somebody worth worth following on Instagram, following along and, and seeing some of the things she's got going on. Uh, and the handle there is at Sweaty Betty S W E A T Y B E T T I E at Sweaty Betty on Instagram. Uh, and we'll have we'll have that linked up as as we always do in the show notes for today's episode, which you can get to at disruns.com slash seven one one seven eleven today. Uh disruns.com slash seven eleven. So uh Pamela, the way we always start off each episode of the show is with a, a very simple and straightforward question that sometimes has a pretty simple and straightforward answer, and sometimes um, it's a little bit difficult for, for the person because there's so many good choices out there, so many good options available, but it's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? 
I would say the 50K, and the reason why is because it's still fun. It keeps me accountable, keeps me out there, connected with my friends, but it's still fun. It's not a major supper fest. <laughs> yeah, I can, <laughs> except, I can. Go ahead. I was going to say, except um, tongue-in-cheek, this last weekend I did the Baja Trail 50K, and that was an absolute supper fest. So <laughs> there's always exceptions, overall. Yeah, the 50k. Yeah, I, I feel like in my my limited ultra marathon experience um, of of a grand total of two uh, two 50ks, um, especially if you get onto the trails, which I, I feel like is is kind of your preferred place to be from from Instagram and things like that. Um, boy, there there's a big difference. There there can be a big difference from one race to the next based on trail conditions, elevation profile, all those types of things. So, uh, it's, it's probably a pretty diverse, you know, like you said, some races can be just really fun and not much of a suffer fest. And sometimes the exact same distance can boy, just be a, a world of hurt for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so how'd you, how'd you get into to running Pamela? Is this something that you've been doing for, for pretty near forever, or is it something that uh, came about more recently? How'd you get started in our sport? Wow. Um, I, it's like a long, crazy answer. Hey, we, um, we got nothing but time, nothing but time. <laughs> um, I am not a huge fan of the gym, just kind of that contained energy kind of uh, is a bit much for me, but I do know that there is absolutely a place for that, but long and the short of it, um, I'm kind of cheap, which is, you know, running really is not cheap, even though that they say it is. <laughs> And um, I didn't want to join a gym, and I thought I could just put on some shoes and kind of go whenever I wanted to. And then, um, you know, with life, for me at least, when things kind of start going sideways, running was always my first thing to, to kind of go. And about six years ago, uh, a family member of mine was assaulted, and the first thing to go would have been my running. But so I was considered a secondary victim to the crime. And I was like, damn, no way, man, is is anything else going to be taken from me? So I committed from that day on that I am running as my number one priority because what it ultimately comes back to is me and taking care of me. And when I'm taking care of me, then I can give to everyone else. So, So it's been like, close to actually seven years and the only time that I've taken off is when I've been injured and of course I do that reluctantly but I'll try to you know maybe do the elliptical or do yoga or something else in place but um so that's how I got into it just absolutely making a commitment to myself and making sure that I'm I'm number one that's uh that, that's a great point and maybe something we can we can dive into a little bit uh heavier because it, it's something that um you know i mean all of us are busy we we all have things work family whatever there, there's there's yeah. no shortage of things on on everyone's plate and you know i i and i can always throw my wife under the bus because she doesn't listen to the to the show so i can i can always always do that and nobody no, none of y'all go around telling her that i'm, I'm throwing her under the bus again today but um, I feel like I, I see that with her. Like we've, we've got a, a four and a half, almost five-year-old daughter and, you know, I mean, you know, love my wife to death. Great woman, great, great mother. Um, but I, I kind of feel like from the outside looking in, you know, she, she pours more into being a mom, being, 
being a being a spouse, uh, her work, and and sometimes that self care thing takes a little bit of a back seat. And and I know that she's not the only person to do that. I know she's not the only mom, only dad, only 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 partner. Um, so so I don't know that I have a, a a great question other than was that was that a difficult thing for you to do to say that hey I need to put myself first was that was that a, a struggle was that a, an easy choice for you to get into you know running fills me up this is what i need to do like was that how, how difficult was that for you um not very difficult um because my family sees that i'm a much nicer person <laughs> when i'm running so um you know after a race if i'm off for a couple days my i have two daughters as well they're like you know you probably need to go and take a run <laughs> So, so I definitely have the support of my family and they can definitely see the contrast, um, of me, um, being a kinder person, mm-hmm. um, when, when I've done my runs, I'm, I'm more balanced and, and clear, I guess you could say. Yeah. I think I can, I can throw myself under the bus and saying I can relate to that too, because I, I get the same thing from my wife once in a while. If, if for some reason I don't get out for, for, which hasn't happened, you know, knock on, knock on wood in, in a good while now that I haven't been able to run, you know, on my, my fairly normal schedule. But yeah, if I get off or injured or whatever for a while, it's like, yeah, just, you know, can you go do something? And and obviously if, if I'm injured, maybe running is not the answer, but um, you know, can you just go out for a few miles and come back, uh, uh, you know, your, your normal self again? Um, it's, it's, it's crazy how that, how that works. Um, and again, just how, how it's, it's easy to, I think easy to see from the outside looking in. It's like, you've got to do that. You've got to take care of yourself, but it can be, I think it can be difficult for individuals, you know, to, to put themselves first, even though we know, and we would encourage others to do that. It can be a, you know, kind of one of those things that's tough to take your own medicine sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a sacrifice. There are times when I'm up at like 4 a.m. because I'm like, so I travel for work at times. So I know that I'm going to be out, you know, on the road all day. So I'll, fortunately, I'm able to make my schedule. But if it's going to be a tight schedule, I'll be up at 4 a.m. and I'll do my run before I hit the road. Um, sometimes I'm fortunate enough that I can tweak my schedule and hit a gym when I'm out on the road so I can get my run in at the gym. But right. It's just, I think, you know, about making it a priority and and not letting that stuff slide, you know, just like I've got to pack my lunch when I'm out on the road, I got to pack my gym clothes and and fit that in as well. And of course, you know, there's flexibility with all of it, right? Like, okay, Tuesday, I was supposed to do an easy run, but I'm, I'm tired, I need to listen to my body. And um, I really need to commit to work that day. So then I shift it to the next day or, or the previous day, you know, so of course, there's flexibility in that too. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, you know, like I said earlier, everybody's everybody's busy. We all have things, so you know, very yep. very few of those things. So, some things certainly are, but very few of those things are rigidly set in stone. So, you know, if you have to have to move some things around once in a while, it's not maybe not always ideal, but it's certainly not the end of the world to have you know build in some of that that flexibility. Um, you know, so so kind of going back to to the running side of things, Pamela. You know six, seven years ago, like, Hey, I, this is something I need to do. It, it makes me a better person. It helps. It helps me take care of myself. Did, did you, I think back to, to my early days of running and it was not the smoothest road to, to hoe. I mean, it was something that, you know, it was like, 
I, I kind of did it for the health benefits or, or whatever, but it, it was reluctant. It wasn't something that I enjoyed doing. Um, it, it sounds like, I mean, if you, if you realize that running helps, you know, helped you be a better person or, and helped you take care of yourself, that it probably wasn't, wasn't like that. But what was, what was the early days of running? Like, was, was it pretty much like, this is something that I just enjoyed doing just being out on the trails or, you know, I guess in the, in those early days, were, were there any major bumps along the road? Oh Yeah. I got a stress fracture on my leg because I wasn't flexible, mm. right? And I'm like, I just need to push through, blah, blah, blah. And so a lot of learning over the, the course of time, so, and, you know, not just with running, but, you know, emotionally and maturity-wise. So, yeah, some major bumps. That stress fracture, like, that was, that was hardcore. Yeah, stress stress fractures are are no fun. My my background is in athletic training, so kind of the the injury side of things is is something that you know I don't know maybe it makes me a, a, a little bit twisted individual, but it's like yeah, injuries. Like let's talk let's talk injuries. Um, but but um, you know if, if you don't mind diving into that a little bit for for the sake of folks that are listening and especially those that maybe are kind of in that place where you were at that time, you know, they're kind of new, new to the sport. And like, yeah. you know, I, I definitely am enjoying this and it makes me feel good. And it makes, and, and you know, I have my schedule and stick to it and come hell or high water. Like I'm supposed to run today. I'm going to run today. Um, you know, so, so if we go back in time to that situation for you, what were some of those signs and, and symptoms that maybe you didn't notice it as much at the time, but kind of in, in hindsight, looking back, it's like, Oh, here are, you know, five things, X, X, Y, Z things that I did wrong that I ignored, you know, talking about listening to your body a little bit, being flexible. Um, maybe we can have a little bit of that discussion to kind of maybe try to help a, a couple folks along the way. For sure. Um, I was doing speed training and I pulled my inner groin and I just kept going. Right. Mm -hmm. Even then, you know, that day I finished up, but the next day I was like, Oh, I've got my schedule. I've got to go. And so it was my left side. And then of course my gate got off mm -hmm. And I continued going, and lo and behold, I got a stress fracture on my right shin because my left side was tweaked. So, yeah, if, if I had just taken a week off and let that heal up, I think I was out for two to three months mm -hmm. because I didn't, for just that one week, I couldn't be, um, I guess, short-sighted enough or maybe, you know, if I would, would have just pulled back and been mature and taken one week off, I wouldn't have been out for two to three months. So. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's, I, I, I typically, as per usual, I don't really know exactly where the conversations are going to go. And then we start down a path and it's like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is perfect because you know, it, it's, it's exactly, you know, that, that kind of tying it back to the beginning of like running is good for me. It makes me a better person. I want to keep doing it. So the idea, the short term idea of like, oh man, I got this little tweak. I should probably take a little bit of time off. Sounds so unappealing sounds like, Oh, I'm going to be miserable. I'm going to be grumpy, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever the, the rationale might be. But then, yeah, on the, on the flip side, you, you push through it and overcompensate and you're trying to protect one thing and now you, you injure something else. And now, like you said, you're out for, for months. So it's, it's, but at the same time, you know, kind of trying to play devil's advocate a little bit. There are some times where, I mean, people I've worked with athletes, I've coached where it's like, there is this little niggle, this little thing, but kind of, you know, once they get going in a run, it kind of loosens up and everything's, everything's good. And, and it doesn't cause further, further issues. Right. So it's, it's such a slippery slope. It's so difficult to know, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's when it comes to um, really being kind of checked in and, and aware of, of you, mm -hmm. um, what is going to be something that's going to be a little bit more significant versus like you said, just kind of like a niggle, you mm -hmm. know? 
and what I do notice when I do have those niggles is um, is kind of is breathing through it, if that makes sense. Like, of course, my calf is a little tight when I'm doing eight thousand feet of gain, right? <laughs> right. It's like it's going to happen, but kind of. I think our tendency as humans is if we feel something, we end we get really tight, right? We kind of mm-hmm. try to protect that area. So when I'm running, I'm I'm conscious about not focusing on that area, but loosening it up and kind of, and breathing through it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So that I found has helped me when I do have kind of like those niggles to breathe through it and kind of release it as I'm running. Yeah, that's, that's, you know, I, I totally agree. Probably something that's easier said, certainly almost everything easier said than, than done. Um, but, yeah. but for, for, if we could go into that just a little bit more for, for the, especially for, again, for those that, that, are like what? What the what the hell do you mean, Pamela? Breathe through it. Like what? What does that actually mean? Because um, I feel like I I feel like I'm on the same page, but I don't know that I could explain it very well. So I don't know if, if it's something that we can. I'll, I'll throw it back over to you to see if it's something that it, it's tough to explain, difficult to explain. But yeah. can can we try to unpack that a little bit more? Sure. Um, so I think kind of in our primal state as humans, when something is hurting, we tend to overfocus on it. And we want to protect that area, right? Like kind of natively or innately, we that area is hurting, so uh, we want to protect it. And what we end up doing is actually tightening up that area and making it worse, if that makes sense. So um, when I do feel like a cramp, not necessarily a cramp, but it's just starting to get tight, I um, oh, it's so hard to explain. I'll focus on that area, but not in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Just um, I'm conscious of it and I'm just going to kind of breathe through it and not allow that area around it to get extremely tight. So um, just be at peace with it, if you will. I think sometimes when we're out on on runs that we feel something like, oh, crap, Mm -hmm. and we get tight and we protect it and we focus on it. Instead, don't really focus on it. Just allow it to release, breathe through it and allow your body to flow Mm -hmm. like it's supposed to. That's probably the best way to describe it allow yourself to flip, allow it to flow, allow the movement to happen as it should. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and, and again, it's, it's not something that's easy to do. And, and I, I love that you said kind of almost overprotected because I, I feel like, um, you can all, you know, it's, it maybe it's similar, you know, maybe a, a similar way of saying it is you're just so hyper aware of this one area. You're so focused on this, this one thing, um, that, that if you can kind of pull back, if you can, breathe through it and just kind of focus on trying to relax that calf or that quad or that glute or whatever it is that's, that's, that's barking at you a little bit. Um, that, that gives your body kind of almost that that permission to like, Oh, you know, he's not worried about it. She's not worried about it. Like the, like the, you know, maybe, maybe I can't just kind of relax a little bit or you just stop worried about it as much. So you don't notice it and you can just kind of, again, kind of flow through it. So it's go ahead. One time the trail gods provided me some tiger bomb on the trail, <laughs> literally. <laughs> it was a really tough 50K and I was really struggling. And um, like a half a mile later, there's a, a tiny little thing of, of tiger bomb mm-hmm. like waiting for me on the trail. So if I am, I do have that little tiny thing of tiger bomb in my hydration vest. So yeah, if it gets a little bit much, I'll take a moment and put some tiger bomb on it and keep on going. Yeah, that's the that tiger bomb is good stuff. And, and, uh, you know, word to the wise, not, not for nothing, 
but don't put it in your eyes if you can if you can help it. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, you know, I don't think one of the one of these stories I've never told before because I don't think I've ever had anybody talk about Tiger Balm. But in in my my past athletic trainer life, I got to the point where my hands were so desensitized to Biofreeze and Tiger Balm and all this stuff that like you know if you're doing a bunch of massages for for athletes or gymnasts or whatever, you know it's just kind of like wipe your hands down, slather them up, and and let's go. And uh, I had done that to to a few guys that where I was working, a couple of gymnasts, and um, kind of wiped my hands off, but didn't like wash them real well. Just kind of wiped them off with a towel and waiting for the next the next guy to come in, and you know had a little itch and scratched the eye, and I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm awake now. Got got some of that ointment in the in the old eye, the the residue, and it was it was not a whole lot of fun. But uh, anyway. That, Little little side yeah. tangent there, but yeah, it's it's great for helping the muscles to calm down a little bit, um, and 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 yeah, breathe through it, let it let it let it flow. That's 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 good stuff. Uh, so fifty k is favorite distance. Kind of getting back to some of the running stuff, although we've tried to do this a couple of times and keep bouncing off it, and that probably is what's going to happen again. Who knows? But have have you gone gone farther than fifty k? I have not. Okay. Um, I have arthritis, so I'm um, experimenting with some new meds. Mm-hmm. My, I would love to do um, Havelina, just the hundred k though. Um, no, no, fall. just hundred so k we'll... is 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 big enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, experimenting with um, arthritis medicines to see if that's something that I um, that's attainable. Gotcha, so, gotcha. Yeah. Um, how long yeah. did it take you to get up to to ultra distance? Uh, you know category or, or altitude, I guess, you know, like getting started in running was, was that kind of, you know, just kind of where, where you gravitated to initially or, or was it a buildup? How did you get there? Yeah. I mean, I, it was nothing really conscientious. It was just like, I'm going to just start focusing on running. And then I was like, man, three miles is easy. I wonder what my next goal will be. And then it was five. And then, um, started running with some people in the San Diego area. And then, it just naturally progresses, you know, if you just kind of allow, mm-hmm. it's just amazing what kind of comes into your, um, into your life, if you will. So there's a, a couple of groups here in the San Diego area that are always kind of intimidating to me. And lo and behold, I'm actually running with them. Right. And right. when you, um, kind of surround yourself with, with good stuff, it just naturally, I've been, um, encouraged and it just has just progressed naturally gotcha yeah. gotcha did, did you did you start out on the on the roads at all or was it pretty much trails from the beginning for you it's always been the trails um i like the piece of the trails um you know i i have definitely i have run the road when um you know when i've kind of been called to if you will but i just find some the peace and the solace out on the trails it's kind of like my meditation time mm. and um my thought time like if there's something with work or something I need to um, figure out um, or, you know, how to present a presentation. I'll figure that out on my runs. And if I'm dodging cars, it's a bit hard to, to process that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely uh, a bit more difficult and a bit less safe to let yourself just get lost and lost in thought when there's a bunch of traffic and and this and that and the other going on. Yeah, I I definitely can. I mean, there've been a couple of times you know, I, I've, when I'm running the trails, there's a couple of areas where I need to get back onto the road to make a connection um, to the next trail. And I, I absolutely do not believe in headphones anymore. Um, 
once because there was a, a rattlesnake in the middle of the trail and there were some ladies behind me with headphones on and I'm like mm-hmm. trying to get their attention and they were so checked out. So that and the other time that I was trying to connect to a trail, um, I could hear a car going too fast down the street mm-hmm. and there was a stop sign and I'm like, no way they're stopping at that stop sign. Mm-hmm. And I totally would have been hit had I not had my headphones. Had I had, yeah. Yeah, so. that's, I, 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 uh, I'm very guilty of not being so, so checked out. I don't think I like, I try not to keep the volume too loud, but I definitely, definitely go with the headphones, um, probably more, more than I should, uh, if I'm, if I'm honest, but yeah, it's, it can definitely be a safety thing, you know, it's especially, and especially on the trail, you know, if you're trying to pass somebody or whatever, or somebody's trying to pass you like, you know, kind of the, the, the courtesy, you know, letting, letting people know that you're coming. And, you know, I've, I've done For that sure. before where it's like, Hey, coming on your left and like, they don't hear you. And it's like, totally. I, I got to pass. Like, I got to, like, you know, and, and then they, then they yell at you. Whoa. Hey, it would have been nice to know. It's like, well, yeah, I kind of tried to try to tell you. <laughs> and on that note, I was pacing on um, Rocky Raccoon, the hundred miler in Texas, and I could hear something and along the short of it, I think it was a mountain lion that was pacing mm-hmm. us. And had I had headphones in, I mean, I wouldn't have known. So right. I, I could hear it pacing us. And then I stopped and I went to look, hoping that I would see some reflective clothing because it was at night mm-hmm. and there was not. And as soon as I stopped, it stopped. And then as soon as I took a step, it took a step. Wow. And it, it sounded about hip high. You know, you can hear <laughs> the sound. Right. And I'm like, I'm, that's not a deer. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh boy. So rattle, rattlesnakes and, and mountain lions. What? I mean, that's that's a pretty good uh, combination right there. Any other uh, you know kind of close closer than comfortable calls with with nature when you've been out on the trails? Uh, quite a few coyotes, and they've not they've not been friendly. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I definitely respect nature. You know, right. like this is I'm in their territory. Um, yeah, a couple of them kind of played like I want to say like a Mexican standoff where I'd look at it. And it would look me, look at me and mm-hmm. stare me down. And as soon as I looked down, it would go on its way. But somehow it knew as soon as I looked up, it was like, I don't know what, what, it, what its plan was, but I'm like, all right, man, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's that, that's one of those, those conversations, the, the animals and, and wildlife conversations that is, is always, I don't know, interesting is quite the right, the right word for it, but maybe peculiar because like I live in, in central Florida and I'm not, I'm not a Florida native. Uh, I'm, I'm from Michigan originally, but I guess I've been down here long enough that I'm just like, not that worried about alligators. Like, like if you're running trails here, you're pretty much, it means you're running through the swamps. And if you're running through the swamps, that means that there's, there's gators at, at every turn. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of like, yeah, you know, whatever, like they're out there and, and, and no big deal. But then I hear, mountain lions and I hear rattlesnakes and, and scorpions and things like that. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, like, no thanks. But you talk to somebody from, from California, from Arizona, wherever these, these different, uh, dangerous critters are. And they're like, yeah, you know, no, no thanks with the alligators. Like I'll take my chances with, with, uh, you know, with, with my nature. And it's just, it's just, I don't know if, again, peculiar, I guess that it's like, you know, we're comfortable with, with our own things in our environment, but, get outside of that. And it's like, Oh, I don't, I don't know if I could run the trails there. Cause I rattlesnakes. No way. No way. Jose. Yeah. There was a couple springs ago where I swear every single run that I went on rattlesnake, rattlesnake, rattlesnake. So it was funny. Like one run I went on, I was like going down these switchbacks. So I'm like, man, I haven't seen a rattlesnake yet. I, where's he at? 
like like come around the the, the you know the switchback and he's tucked up right on the side mm-hmm. so that i couldn't see him but i was like i see you man <laughs> <laughs> and he was not scared of me so i mean I, I watched him for like five minutes and it was just so beautiful to see him you know his movement in nature and then i was like all right i'm out i gotta i'm not going down into the bushes because there could be more right um I had to go back up the switchbacks, which I was not happy about, Oof. but yeah. Yeah. I guess, <laughs> I guess that's what, that, that's I mean, same thing. Like, you know, if there's a, a gator in the middle of the path, like I'm not going to go splashing through the water to, to get around him, you know, cause that's, yeah. that's just asking for, for more trouble. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, whew, it's, but yeah, like you said, yeah. you're, you're in their territory. I, I, I feel the same way about, um, you know, being in, in Florida and every, every so often, you know, there's a, there's a shark bite on the news or something like that. And it's like, well, you know, like not, not that I'm excited that somebody got bit you know but like you go in the ocean like you're taking that taking that chance you go out on the trail like you're taking the chance you're going to run into to something that you don't want to uh run into so yeah be be aware be observant and and try to res- try to respect nature that's that's the name of the game and on that note now i have like um a thicker ziploc bag like a quart size with a bunch of stuff in it all the crazy stuff that i've been mm-hmm. exposed to every time like i've added something to my first aid kit well, with with that teeing, teeing me up like that, what what other crazy stuff have you been exposed to that's in your uh, emergency trail kit nowadays? <laughs> um, I was doing a training run up in Ventura County, and it was pretty windy. And um, this guy, uh, he somehow he fell off the side of the trail and smashed his mm. face in. Wow! And he had to be airlifted out. But in the meantime, a bunch of us. Um, we're doing like a, he started getting hypothermic. So we kind of did like a wind block with mm-hmm. our bodies. And, um, so now I have a mylar blanket. And then the other thing is I have a couple pieces of like KT tape or rock mm-hmm. tape. So his face was bleeding his nose specifically. And they're trying to put, um, like, uh, like Kleenex on it. And so mm-hmm. I had my, a piece of KT tape and, um, I was going to put it on his face, but the wind was blowing. It was like blowing blood all over me. So I like handed it to his friends and that KT tape, because it's compression tape, it also right. helped to stop the bleed. So I have my Mylar blanket, um, KT tape, crazy glue. So, you know, if you mm. have a pretty bad cut, yep. you can just start, um, you know, use that. So yeah, just kind of random things that come along that I'm like, oh yeah, okay. I need to put that in, in my, in my first aid kit. That's, that is, you know, not that I've talked to like exclusively trail runners over the years, but I don't, and I'm sure that, you know, some of them have probably had various, you know, first aid type of supplies in, in their, in their packs. And this has never come up, but that's, that's something I would have never thought of being a predominantly roadrunner, but even as a roadrunner, it, does, it doesn't make, it's not a bad idea to have, you know, especially if you're going to, if you're carrying, if you've, if you've got a, a, you know, some type of water system that you're taking, whether it's a, a vest, whether it's a, a belt, whatever it is. You know, stick a little bit of stuff in there because you just, you know, hopefully you don't ever need it, but you never know. Totally. I mean, thankfully, I've I don't think that I've ever used anything in my my first aid kit, but for everybody else, you mm-hmm. know, even like I have Sudafed mm-hmm. or you know, big band aids. So I'm usually a supplier for everybody else out on the trail, so that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Better, you know. I mean, better better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it, right? So. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's, that's the, like my, my, as, as per usual, like I said earlier, you never know where these conversations are going to go. And it's always, there's always something good. And, and uh, there's been, been plenty of good here. Um, 
you know, like you said, looking forward, possibly doing doing the the hundred k. Um, you know, what's well, backing up just a, a hair from that though. Mentioned that that kind of dealing with some arthritis and and managing that. Um, has that has that limited? You're, you're running because I think all of us have had that conversation with somebody before of like, oh yeah, I, I would run, but oh, it's, it's, I've got arthritis this, or it's bad for your joints that. And like, there's, oh, you know, I, I mean, I've had the conversations with my, my parents where it's like, oh, you shouldn't be running this much because, you know, 20 years from now, you're not going to be able to walk. Um, so being somebody who has arthritis and, and obviously still running, having, having goals to go farther, just running 50 Ks and stuff not too long ago. How does, how does that factor into the, the equation or, or does it? Um, well, it's interesting because I spoke to my rheumatoid doctor and he said that the level of running that I'm doing is actually helping my, my arthritis. The only issue is, is that because I have such a high threshold, um, high pain threshold mm. that I actually could be hurting myself and not knowing that. So that's why he's, I'm on, um, Humira is what we've just recently started to try to, um, balance it all out. But yeah, he said that my level of running has actually controlled my arthritis, and I would agree with him. Wow. So, but how, I mean, I'm 50. Like, I don't know how much longer I could be running at this level. I mean, by the grace of God, hopefully it's a good, you know, right. 10 to 15, hopefully maybe 20 more years. But, you know, who knows, right? Right. Well, I mean, shoot, who knows for, for all of us, no matter how how old you are, how many miles you already have on, on your feet. Like there's always, you know, there's hate to, hate to go down that road and I'm not going to go down it very far, but there's, you you just never, nobody, none of us are promised tomorrow. So you certainly want to make the the best of, of every opportunity that you have. Um, but, but staying on the, the arthritis bit for a bit. I mean, if, if it's, if we can, if you don't mind, um, when, when you first got, got started was, was arthritis part of, of your life six, seven years ago, or, or has that come on more recently? So I have always had it, but not really realized. I mean, I, can, I just kind of thought everybody had aches and pains like gotcha. I did. So, gotcha. yeah, so it was nothing that I ever really focused on. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I and even I had told my arthritis doctor, I'm like, no, I don't like to focus on it. I just, you know, if I don't focus on it, it just goes away. And he actually said, yeah, that's probably a good approach to have. So, um, so no, it's, it's nothing that I've really ever focused on, and just a handful of people know that I do mm-hmm. have um, arthritis, and um, I just, you know. Well, now, now there's at least a couple it. of handful of people that <laughs> that are aware. Yeah, <laughs> world, yeah. But you know, the reason that I um, I mention it is that there's, you know, everybody has um, their demons, if you will, or the, the things that they think that can hold them back, and. Um, I would say more so use it to your advantage, right? It's all, all in your perspective of how you want to use, um, to use those things to your advantage. So, yeah, well, it's, it's a, it's a great thought. And I mean, it's, it's, it's great to hear that the doctor is pretty much, and, and you yourself, you know, pretty much on board that like, yeah, like running actually is, is helping because, um, and, and the reason I asked was because, you know, for, for those that, that whether they've had that excuse and overcome it or, you know, those that probably aren't listening, but use that excuse still. It's like, yeah, sometimes you gotta, you know, if, if, if it had been something that you were struggling with beforehand, but you like, I found this running thing. I really like it and push through it. And now all of a sudden things aren't as bad as they, they were, you know, that's, that's an important thing to remember too, that sometimes there is that little bit of extra resistance, whether it is arthritis or whether it is finding time in the schedule or just the aches and pains that, you know, you're pushing your body in a different direction than what it's used to. 
And sometimes, you, you know, again, being smart, listening to your body, but pushing through things start well, to get better. Yeah. And on that note, I, um, when I was in college, I was cocktail waitressing and I fell and I, so I have, uh, only half of my cartilage on my right leg and my fat pad, um, they took out on my left knee. Mm. So I think the body's an amazing thing. It's, you know, we have the, the power to heal ourselves, right. you know? So it's, it's what you want to focus on and, and what you want to heal and what you want to, in my perspective and my experience has been is, you know, how, how far do I want to push myself and, and, and to see the things that my body can do, even with my limitations that I found that everything so far <laughs> has been possible. So even like I did this crazy, crazy 50 K on Sunday in Mexico. I mean, it was insane. It took me 10 hours to complete it. My fastest 50 K was a little over six hours mm -hmm. and it, it, you know, it's the mental, um, you know, keep going, digging deep and trusting that my body, um, would, would follow through. Mm -hmm. My quads were killing me and I could not walk down the stairs on Monday without some significant assistance with the hand railing, but mm -hmm. it's amazing what your body can do. So. Yeah. I've, I've certainly been there. Uh, you know, the, the struggle with the steps after, after a good race, a good effort. Um, is real. I think a lot of a lot of folks can can resonate with that. But I didn't I didn't realize that the race last weekend was in was in Mexico. Um, is is yeah. there is there a dramatic difference between a race in Mexico versus a a, a race that you know races in in the U S. outside of I don't know maybe the the I don't I don't know I'll just leave it at that leave it leave it wide open what what how how different was running a race in Mexico. Um, first of all, they are the, um, that community down there is so incredibly gracious and so kind. Um, it was unbelievable. So that part was, um, they're so welcoming. It was, that was really, really cool. Um, so I have run with some, um, you know, native Mexican runners, if you will, with the, um, South Bay YMCA, and they have got some serious chutzpah and, then so going so Tijuana, I didn't realize how huge it was. We went to this area called Rancho Cassion, and their ups are straight up, mm -hmm. and their downs are straight down. So I feel like in the U.S. there are some pretty hardcore races, but our the elevation gain is a bit more gradual. This it was like sixteen hundred feet of straight up, and then wow. down on the backside great down and like really treacherous like i should have had poles mm -hmm. um so basically we did five peaks of straight up straight down straight up straight down so it was like eight thousand feet of gain and um yeah it was it was hardcore <laughs> there were quite a few people, <laughs> quite a few people that dnf'd and and I, I myself was chasing cutoff times at aid stations mm -hmm. um so there were a handful that got cut off at like mile 16 so yeah. Well, yeah. I, and that's, and that's, you know, goes to, again, circles back to what we said earlier about where it's not, especially in ultras, but in, and especially on trails, it's not just the distance that, uh, you need to look into like, Oh, I can do a 50 K like, well, can you do a 50 K with 8,000 feet of, of up and down? Because that's, that's a whole different animal than just a comfortable 50 K in Florida or in, in even in Southern California, it sounds like quite a bit uh, different. Yeah. I mean, I, I've done, um, my, my favorite races out in the desert in the high desert here in California. Like I said, I did that one just like six hours and eight minutes. Mm -hmm. I think I had like 
3,000 feet of gain, but right. it was just, it was rolling, you know, it's like, you know, it didn't, it, it didn't take a lot out of me. I mean, I, I pushed it for sure, but just to give you the comparison of a four hour difference where I gave just as much in that mm -hmm. six hour ultra as I did in a 10 hour ultra, there's, it was a big difference. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And my our mental game, that's, um, that was what pulled me through. I mean, I was definitely at a low at, at some points and, um, it was tough, but the, the mental game is so, so important. Agreed. And, uh, as, as folks that have been listening for a while, know that's, that's been an area that's been probably one of my biggest weaknesses. Uh, I feel like I'm getting, getting better at it, but anytime that, that somebody brings up the mental side of, of running. I can't, I can't just gloss over it and let it go. Cause I'm always looking for ways to improve it. So with, with what you just said, and that being something that really worked to your advantage, having the, the, the good mindset and the, and the mental, mental side of things, the mental strength and fortitude. Um, what, what, how, how do you build that, that side of your, how do you personally, uh, build up that, that mental muscle, if you will, to, to keep you going during some of those, those rough patches and, and races that we all have, no matter how long the race is. I mean, whether you're running, you know, shoot, when I run a 5k, I feel like there's as much mental struggle in a 5k as there is in a marathon for me most of the time. So how, how do you get, how do, how do you personally, Pamela, get stronger mentally or how have you done that in the past? Um, so for me, when I'm on my training runs, you know, the mind is the first thing to, to go, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's that, that mental governor trying to protect you. So, um, I'll just hear that little voice like, Oh, I just, um, I want to stop. I'm, I'm feeling kind of tired right now. And that's where it's absolutely not. When I hear that little voice, there's no damn way that I'm stopping. So I'll find like a physical marker up ahead, whether, you know, it's the, it's the next tree, it's the next shadow. And I won't let myself stop and, until I, I get to that point. And then, um, I'll extend it. So maybe it's like, you know, 200 feet in the first time that I, I want to stop at the next time, it's like 400 feet. And then it's, you know, so I, I keep pushing it so that, um, I'm not allowed, I don't allow myself to stop. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's, that's, uh, I feel like I've, tr I've, I don't want to say I've tried that, but sometimes that I've done that, that it really works great. And then there's sometimes that I've tried that. And it's like, um, once, once I let myself quit on it the first time, then it's right. like, it's a, it's a wrap. Like there's no, like, then it's like, all right, well I'll run, I'll run to, you know, whatever that thing is, that next thing is like, you get three steps and you're just like, nope, forget it. Like it's, it's, it's all like, once you let that, that little crack in the dam, boy, it, the water just rushes through. Totally. And that's that absolutely. And that's my, my thought as well. That that first time that your body wants to quit, you absolutely cannot, cannot give in. Can't and then always to run the flats. It doesn't matter how tired I am or how much I want to stop. Uh, I always have to run the flats because I know there's going to be an incline and that'll be the area where I'll, I'll put in the power hike. So mm -hmm. um, I, I never walk on the flats. I'll, I'm always running on the flats. Gotcha. So that's the other, the other thing. Yeah. 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 And it's, I, I, I think, um, at least for myself, that having some of those those rules in place beforehand that are fairly non-negotiable uh, helps, and I don't know that yeah. I've I've maybe put those in place as much as I should for races, but I feel like that's for my for my daily life. It's like you know um, you know one thing that uh, has been a goal for me or something I've really been focused on this year, 2019 so far, is being much more uh, um, consistent with my strength training. You know, I've I've been preaching on this this show for 
four and a half years now of like strength training is a good thing. And as runners, we need to do it. And I believe that sure. totally. But if, yeah. if you know, yeah. it's like, oh, I'll get to it later. I'll get to it this afternoon. And then this afternoon turns into, I'll get to it after dinner. And then after dinner, it's like, well, I don't feel like doing strength training now. So then it's just like, there's another day I didn't do it. And my new rule this year is that before I start, before I come into the office, I work, work from home, lucky enough to be able to do that. Before I, I come into the office, it's like on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm going to do my strength training. Yeah. Period. Like the yeah. only the only alternative is if somebody schedules an interview or some there's a phone call I have to make before you know at eight o'clock. I may not get to it before then because I'm going to run and get the girls ready out, to, out the door. Yada yada yada. But yeah. you know, lo and behold, here we are, almost three months in, and I've missed I think three days, two days that I've actually missed. One day it was like the day before I was going to do a 26 mile long run. So I was like, you know what, I'm not going to strength train that day. Like I'll give myself that slack. Yeah. Um, you know, having that rule in place though, what I'm trying to say has really helped me. So I can see how from a running perspective, I'm going to run the flats period. All yeah. of a sudden it's non-negotiable. Yeah. You don't have to negotiate with yourself anymore. That's just what happens. Yeah, that's absolutely, you're absolutely right. It's like, it doesn't even come in. Like when I, when I run with my husband, then all of a sudden I'm realizing these um, non-negotiables that I put in place for me and that they become so commonplace that I'm not even aware of them anymore. But when I'm running with him and he needs some assistance, mm-hmm. then I'm like, Oh, you, you know, you run the flats, you, you pick a point out in the distance when you want to quit. And that's where you go to. You don't quit when you hear yourself say I'm done. So, you know, like you said, like, I don't even know anymore. Um, what, um, what are the non-negotiables because they, they become so commonplace that they're not even negotiable anymore. Right. So, right. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's a good, a good thing to, for, for all of us, I think probably no matter, no, again, running or some other area of your life, but, but you know, yeah. an area where you're struggling with, you know, kind of the mental side of, of things or, or the self-discipline to, to make something happen, just put, put that rule in place. Although I, I have to, have to say, I don't think I can do the, the always, you know, run the, run the flats rule here in Florida, because that would just mean that you could never stop to walk because, you know, exactly. yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, well, yeah, that's, that's, that's great stuff. And, and, uh, as we're getting kind of, you know, some point here, we're going to have to get to the point of, of wrapping things up, uh, Pamela, but, um, the, the way I, I, you know, at least as we're starting to, to sort of bring this ship into Harbor, the way I like to, to do that, um, is, is by kind of almost going back and asking a question similar to like the introductory question where it's just very open-ended. We can kind of take it and go with it wherever we go. Um, and I, I call it the philosophical question at, at the end. Um, but, uh, I would just be, be curious to know, um, you know, in the last six, seven years, since you really made that, that priority of like running to something I need to do for myself and I'm going to get out there on a regular basis and, and, and get my, my miles in, um, how is, how is the sport of running the activity of running? How has it changed you as a person? How has it changed you professionally changed you in your family life, uh, wherever, how, how has running changed Pamela, the person, uh, to where, you know, if, if seven years ago, you didn't make this, this choice to do this, maybe that change would have never taken place. I am such a different person and I do attribute it to running. Um, I, I feel like every time, um, you have those um, points where you really struggle with running, that those are the points where you really grow. So mm-hmm. even through my injuries, through tough races, um, through not wanting to get up and, and, you know, go running, all of those points have grown me as a person. So my, my running has expanded into my life and it has grown me emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically. I feel like, um, I'm able to have more clarity, like I'm able to kind of pull back and see things 
Um, sometimes with, without bias, I have a, a better point of perspective, better judgment, and I'm kinder. I feel like I have more compassion. I feel like every, um, you know, like tough spot that I go through, like, especially like this, this last weekend, like really coming close to DNFing and chasing time cutoffs. I've never experienced that before. It's, um, I feel like it grew me with my compassion for others that have been in similar situations. So now I have that point of perspective that I can come from as well. So yeah, it's definitely made me a better employee. Um, when I go to conferences, others are out to midnight drinking and I'm like, Hey man, I got to run in the morning. I'm in bed at eight. And and so (laughs) I'm not hungover in the morning, um, you know, at work or some, some others may be. So just overall, I I feel like I'm, I'm more well-rounded as a person. And I definitely attribute that to running and, you know, my, my commitment to myself and to, and to running. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I, uh, it, it, you know, as we're recording this, the video is going. You see me shaking my head the whole way. I think that I'm probably not the only person that's shaking my head to that. Going, yep, yep. I, I think that uh, a lot of the positive changes I've made in my life have been a result of that as well. So thank you for for sharing that, Pamela. And, and once again, guys, if you're not already connected uh, with Pamela on the Instagrams, you should you. Should, I'm going to say you should do it. You know, you, you can you can make that decision. But I'm going to say you should you should follow her uh, at Sweaty Betty S W E A T Y B E T T I E at Sweaty Betty on Instagram. Dizruns.com slash seven one one is the link back to the show notes today. Obviously, we'll have Pamela's uh, you know the, the link there to Instagram. Make it real easy for you uh, and everything else. We'll have the, the Cliff's notes just like always. Ellen Ellen will put in the work like she always does. Uh, so go check out her handiwork and the the, the quick write up the, the Cliff's notes like I said of of the conversation. Uh, any other links that uh, make sense to link to, uh, we'll have those in there as well. So Pamela, thank you for, uh, for taking the time today. Uh, certainly, uh, I certainly appreciate it. And, uh, like I said, in the, in the intro, I, I knew, I didn't know exactly where we were going to go, but I knew we were going to go somewhere good. And, uh, and, and we did. So, uh, thanks for taking the time and, and certainly wish you nothing but the best going forward. And, and certainly looking forward also to, uh, to staying in touch and seeing what the future holds for you. So thanks for the time today and, and all the best going forward. You too. Have a good one. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. I hope you enjoyed the conversation between Pamela and myself. And as always, be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was something that we talked about that uh, really kind of resonated just a little bit more with you? And and for me, there were a couple of things that kind of both kind of fit together under the you know, safety, I guess, umbrella that, uh, that Pamela and I talked about with, you know, being out on the trails, obviously if something happens, um, you know, it's, it's, it's good to be prepared. And so, um, I think, I think my biggest takeaway was the idea of having, you know, having a few things in your, especially for those of us that, that run with a pack on a regular basis, you know, whether it's a, a camelback or something like, you know, I use my orange mud pack, which, which has the, the, uh, water bottles in it instead of the, the water bladder with the tube, but still same thing, plenty of pockets, plenty of pockets that I don't use. Um, so it would probably be, you know, one of those things better safe than sorry. Why not get a, a little, you know, Ziploc bag with a few things like Pamela was talking about with, with some different, um, you know, bee sting type of things and maybe some band-aids or some tape, uh, just some different things that, you know, if something happens, whether it's to myself or whether it's to somebody that I might see out on a trail, um, you know, if something happens, it's nice to have some tools to try to, to alleviate the situation, to try to help make, you know, help get back to, to civilization a little bit easier or get back to the car, um, a little less painfully or, or dropping a little bit less, uh, you know, less blood if that's what the case happens to be. So, um, you know, it's just one of those things where 
something I never would have thought about before. You can tell I'm not a, a, a hardcore trail runner because maybe this is something that, that the trail runners are a bit more, um, just you know, a, a, more of a, a regular part of of their world, and they know it a little bit better than I do. But simple, simple thing. And obviously, I'm not going to take a whole first aid bag or my whole athletic training kit, but having a few things, a, a couple of gauze pads, a couple of of you know, like like Pamela was talking about, some KT tape, something that's going to stick well, apply a little compression as well. Um, you know, just, just better safe than sorry. And, you know, stick it in one of the pockets of, of a, of a pouch or, a, you know, of a pack or whatever the case might be. You probably never need it. Hopefully never need it. But that one time you do, boy, you'll be glad you have it. So, you know, just some of the little safety things. And also, you know, she talked about breathing into something. If it feels tight or something's not quite right. Um, I don't know how many times I've seen people, you know, both runners and, you know, athletes in other, other arenas that end up injured, because they're trying to protect something. They got something, you know, an ankle that's a little gimpy or, or a IT band that's a little bit, you know, barking at them. And they try to protect it. They change their gait. And now there's something on the other side of the leg uh, or other, you know, the other leg, the other side of the body that is causing problems. So, you know, try, try as best as you can when something is a little bit off to keep running as normally as possible. And if you can't run normally, might be a good choice to not run at all because odds are you're going to flare something else up. And boy, that's, that's not a good situation. So all kinds of good, you know, injury prevention, injury, you know, worst case scenario, maybe not worst case scenario, but injury, uh, you know, first aid type of, of things that stood out to me from this episode. Although there was a whole host of other things as well. So what about you? What stood out to you from this episode? Let me know. Uh, as always, at DizRuns on Twitter, at DizRuns on Instagram. You can shoot me an email, DizRuns at gmail.com, and you can head over to the show notes for today's episode if you want. There's some photos there as well. Um, and leave your thoughts, comments, feedbacks, takeaways there down in the comments. And you can get to today's show notes at DizRuns.com slash 710. So before we wrap up today, I uh, just want to give a couple of shout-outs to some folks who've left some reviews lately over on the iTunes or the Apple Podcast app or whatever whatever angle of uh, the Apple algorithm that uh, you, you know, if you use Apple or, or Apple Podcasts or whatever, uh, iTunes at any point, and you can leave a review, it certainly helps. Uh, I know it's it's helping more people to find the show because when they search, you know, running uh, or something related to, to running in the podcast apps, uh, more reviews, more more uh, feedback through Apple helps the show rise up through the through the ranks and helps to be found, uh, which is awesome. So welcome to everybody who's new that's been listening to the show, found it recently, uh, and huge, huge thanks to uh, the following couple of folks who've left reviews in the last month or so. Uh, from Strike Gold said, uh, great energy and tips. I am new to running and signed up for my first half marathon, giving, me four, giving myself four months to go from zero to 13.1. I hit a rut as the miles lengthened, and I am so glad I found this podcast I wasn't enjoying my runs and thought I'd survive the half and be done as a runner. I tried a few books and didn't find the motivation I needed, but then I found Diz Runs. I've been listening to a lot of quick tips and it has helped me develop a better understanding of running and helped me adjust my mindset. It's an energetic and fun show and the information is invaluable. Thank you for getting me out of my rut and helping me find joy in running. I look forward to my runs and each new episode. Whew. Well, um, obviously, thank you for the review. But boy, if, if I could, if, if I somehow, if somehow this verbal nonsense that comes out of my mouth on a regular basis helped you find, a, find a bit more joy and get out of a, of a serious rut, um, 
I like to think that means I've done my job. So, so you're welcome. You're welcome for that. Thank you for the review. Um, and, uh, hopefully, I don't know if you, if you've run your race or not yet. Uh, hope you have a great race. Uh, and if you, if you have already run it, hope it went well. Um, and, and obviously if there's anything else that we can do for you, come join us in the Facebook group or, or whatever. Um, but, uh, glad, glad you're finding some joy in the sport again, that, uh, so many of us love as well. So thank you though, for the, for the review strike gold, certainly, certainly appreciate it. Um, and then another review that, that has come in recently, um, great podcast from puppy boy, uh, which gotta, gotta love a puppy, anything, anything dog related, you know, I'm all in on that, but uh, great podcast, such a real show to listen to. I started listening a week or so ago and haven't stopped highly recommended for anyone who is having a hard time to keep motivated. Great job. Keep up the awesome work. Well, thank you, my friend. I absolutely have no plans on slowing down or stopping anytime soon. So uh, if you'll keep listening, I promise I'll keep, I'll keep talking. I'll keep talking until nobody's listening. Uh, and then once everybody stops listening, I'll probably continue to keep talking, uh, which is funny. Is, and some of you know this if you've been listening long enough, but uh, I'm not I'm not the biggest talker. I'm not the biggest ex- extrovert in real life, but you put a microphone in front of me and ask me to start talking about something I, I really love, uh, which obviously running is is in that category. And whew, I can go. I can go for a while. I can go for a while. Longer than I can run. That is for sure. But uh, thank you, Puppy Boy, for the review. Thank you, Strike Gold, for the review as well. Thank you, everybody else who's left reviews over the over the months and weeks and years um, as we're closing in on the five-year anniversary of the show. Um, I don't even know how many reviews are in iTunes these days, but I, I do know that navigating through iTunes and through the Apple Podcast app is not the easiest thing to do, but I know that it definitely does help the show getting those getting those reviews, those four, hopefully mostly, mostly four and five stars, but the occasional lower star rankings, which helps me to know what I can improve upon. Um, you know, you can just let me know that stuff via email or social media or something like that and not... Uh, put a, a negative review on there, but the reviews need to be honest. That's the most important thing. So if you haven't done that already and you'd be willing to navigate over there, like I said, going, especially going through the Apple podcast app, it's not the easiest thing to do, but if you're willing to leave me a, a review, it certainly helps. It certainly helps out. And, uh, I, it, I'm not gonna lie. It makes me feel good to, to hear, to hear from you guys that are listening to the show, that you enjoy it, that it helps you, that, um, it motivates you, you know, yeah, I mean, all those things are kind of, kind of what I'm trying to do. Um, and so to, to get that reinforcement, um, you know, I'm human and it makes me want to just double down and, and keep going, which like I said, no plans on stopping, but, uh, you know, what can I keep doing to keep making this better and better, hopefully more inspiring, more motivation, um, all that good stuff. So thank you guys for the reviews over the years. And, uh, you know, it's just one of the many ways you can support the show, but it literally costs you nothing but a few minutes of your time. And it means a lot to me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the reviews. And uh, that's where we'll go ahead and wrap this one up for today. Uh, don't forget. Uh, and there's no, there's no real sponsor for this other than, you know, it's just, it was, it was a race I ran. And if you would like to run it, you can get a little discount on seven bridges as well. Sevenbridgesmarathon.com. Whatever distance you're running, use the code DizRuns10. All one word, D-I-Z-R-U-N-S, the number one, the number zero uh, at checkout. Save yourself 10%. And if you do sign up, let me know. Let me know. I'd love to know who's going to be there. And uh, if I can if I can swing it into the schedule this year to get there as well, um, I might just make a make an appearance. Well, it's, it's not just a pop in for me to get to Chattanooga. It's a little bit of a of an effort, but uh, who knows? If we get enough people there, maybe they'll invite me to come back, and I would be more than happy to do that as well. So, anyway, thank you guys for listening today. Hope you enjoyed this one as always. Thanks for all the love. Thanks for all the support. Thanks for all the reviews. Uh, and until next time, please be well. Please take good care, 
Have a great run, whatever your next run is, and uh, we'll talk soon, all right? Take care, guys.